welcome to the Kona Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge. Welcome back on to yet another edition of the Kona Edge. I'm Brad Brown, and we head back to Australia to catch up with uh, returning guest Richard Thompson. Richard, welcome on to the show once again. Thanks for, for joining us. Thanks for having me, Brad. Richard, the last time we, we, we touched on your swimming prowess and uh, how you, you sort of didn't enjoy it as a youngster and have taken it up again since taking up the sport of triathlon, is it something that's come pretty naturally to you? Have you had, have you had to work really hard at it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, my, I think my first half Ironman, I swam 40 minutes. Um, and I think my first, I was always a posi- an hour-plus swimmer um, uh, going through... Um, in the, in the age group ranks, I think I swam uh, sixty two in Hawaii in two thousand eight. Um, so and then to turn professional, you needed to swim obviously a lot faster than that. So I spent a a, a huge amount of time dedicated to my swimming, uh, and then coming back after a few years off out of the sport, um, it took me I think twelve months to get back to the ability that I was to be able to. I mean, I swam uh, my return Ironman. I swam a 62 in Bustleton with a wetsuit, and I put together then, uh, yeah, 10 months of swim training to to get to do a 53 in Hawaii um, in 2016. Right. I mean, those those improvements are are big, and and I think that 60 minute mark is is the sort of uh, the, the magical where, where people go, you know what? I am okay as a swimmer. I'm I'm going to be all right if I can dip under under 60 minutes. I've got a good shot at this thing. What does it take to go under 60 minutes for an Ironman swim? Um, I think, I think for me, it, it, it involved, um, three, three quality, uh, swim sessions a week, um, and one open water or some sort of sort of recovery swim. Um, and it's just, again, it's being consistent with that and, and we'll keep, keep working on, you know, your technique and, and keep working on your, um, aerobic level of, of swimming. Um, and, and, and you just have to, yeah, you need to be able to, stay true with that and, and, and um, just be do do everything you can each week and flexibility is a big thing as well and but I think um, yeah I think if you're if you're around that anywhere from 75 or 80 minutes you know 60 minutes is not it's not a huge leap I mean it looks like it is but it's it's more of a um, a theoretical technique level uh, issue rather than fitness everyone who's fit and strong um, it's it's more of a um, certainly more of a technical issue that needs to be you know it needs to be looked at. Over the years, what if if you can pin it down to to maybe one or two things? What what do you think has has given you the biggest gains in the pool? What what are some of the things you've done that's really really moved that the sort of needle for you? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that's happened in the past. Um, I mean, I think I, I credit my ability to swim well as a professional. Um, to just sheer volume. I was swimming to get my swim down. It was sort of a, a, a condensed six month period where I was just swimming and doing 60 K weeks. Um, and that sort of brought it down very quickly. But for, for the last 12 months, I was sort of swimming more like an age group or I guess three swims a week. And the biggest, the single biggest thing that I think helped was um, the ability to breathe or exhale underwater. And this is, this does sound like a silver bullet thing, but it's something that, that I sort of was uh, that really helped is that I was breathing. You turn your head, you take your breath, you put your head back under the water, and I was holding on to my breath. And so I was holding on in my lungs, not exhaling. And then just as I was turning my head to 
take another breath. I quickly exhaled all the air and then grabbed another breath, grabbed another pocket of, pocket of air, put my head under and held onto it. Now, we don't do that in running or, or riding. We don't continually hold our breath and, and then let go. So for me, it was sort of focusing on um, breathing, uh, exhaling from almost from the, the stomach or the belly, as they sort of say in, in yoga and, and such, um, really long controlled exhale, which is hard to do when, when you're swimming really, really hard. Um, but it's a lesson that you can really, you know, really um, practice. Um, and then a really controlled short inhale. So your, your time out of the water is quite limited, but you're completely, almost completely, uh, you know, you're completely empty of oxygen um, or air in your body. As soon as you turn your head, you take this small breath in and then it's this long controlled exhale. And by just doing that, it was, it certainly took about three months to, to practice and, and to sort of nail and that was a huge corner to, to learn and to be able to I think improve my ability to, to swim faster for longer uh, than anything else yeah it's amazing I mean that's one thing that, that I've, I've heard a lot of people when they've actually when their pennies dropped with, with doing that what a difference that's made so it, it might sound basic to, to a lot of people but it's amazing how many people are actually still doing that Richard and then finally some of the, the, the sort of workouts that you love doing in the pool what are your, your favourite things to do yeah, I know that a couple of your guests have sort of said in the past, you know, a shorter sets more often, which I totally agree, um, certainly in the off-season and when you are improving your technique. But I think that, you know, when you get closer to that Ironman race, you, you can't shirk away from um, big sets. You're swimming 3.8K at what should be, you know, at some sort of level of endurance or tempo. Um, so you need to understand what your body or you need to teach your body to swim that well over that long distance so you're not sort of, um, it's not costing you too much energy. So my go-to set, uh, I mean, I apologize for anyone who's not on the metric system, but uh, 4K's main set, really limited warm-up. So I would try to um, replicate what I do in a race, which is you know, it's probably all about 300 meters or 400 meters at most um, because you no know, one really does an extensive warm-up, a lot of dry land work, but then, yeah, 300-meter warm-up. And then I would do um, sets of 800, but broken, so you would be going one eight hundred, two four hundreds, four two hundreds, eight one hundreds, and sixteen fifties, um, and you do that straight through, and you're looking for the highest level of the fastest you can go on a mainly mainly a really really short rest. So, but that speed needs to be consistent. So, um, you know, if you're or you might if if you're you know you might be looking at two minute cycle, let's say. Um, and you would probably want to be getting in on around that 150 mark. So only per 100, you probably only want about 10 seconds rest, uh, five to 10 Oh, yeah, 10 seconds rest. So um, over 800, you know, you get 80 seconds rest after the 800 and, and 40 seconds rest after the four, et cetera. Um, I just think that that's a really good set to teach your body. What you're trying to teach it is what it feels like to swim at the Ironman pace. It's, it's too easy to go, all right, Ironman pace, for a few 100s or for a few 200s because it feels easy. But to swim it straight for 4K with a little bit of rest in between, um, um, really, and then you come back to what it feels like to swim, What's what is my, what is my how my lungs feel and that breathing and, and all of that, um, how my arms feel, then you're in a far better position, I think, come race day to go, you know what, I know how it feels to swim 4K. Not, not only I know how to swim 4K, but I know what it needs to feel like. 
Mm, absolutely. How often would you typically do do a set like that in the build up to to a big day, a big race? I would. Yeah. Look, I, I uh, for Hawaii last year, um, I did that uh, once a week um, for eight weeks leading into that race, um, and I think the, the first couple, I did, like you, you blow out. So you, I would be going. This is this is the time that I need to do, and your re- your cycle might be let's say two minutes. Um, that, and that I'm just pointing that number out, but let's say two minutes and, uh, you might, you might not make that time cycle. You might get to the fifties or the hundreds and, and miss it. So therefore, you know, you, you, to finish off that set, you pull it up to two ten cycle. Um, but next week you try it at two minutes again and you, um, see how far you can get with that projected time. And if you, I mean, if you nail, if you nail the session, on that cycle within the first two or one or two weeks, then, you know, to, you need to uh, make it a bit harder for yourself. But, um, yeah, I did, I think I did it for about two months every week. All right. Brilliant. Well, Richard, thanks for that. Much appreciated. We look forward to getting you on to talk a little bit about your, your bike next time out. We'll say that for another day. Thanks for your time today. Thanks, Brad. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. If you want to improve your swim, be sure to check out our next free live online swim seminar. Get to the KonaEdge.com slash swim seminar to sign up now.